Hi, church. It's good to be together again. Today, we'll be taking part in communion. So please get your bread and your juice ready. Last month, during our communion service, I shared with you that Jesus instructed us to have communion to remember Him. Remember that? It is a time of reflection when we remember all that He has done for us through His death, burial, and resurrection. It is a time of self-examination, of bringing matters before Him. It is a time of healing, of direction, forgiveness, comfort, and of gaining strength from Him. In today's service, there is something significant that I would like us to remember. I will be sharing it with you in this message called A New Life, and I will be talking about the greatest new season of all. Many of you will remember hearing me say this before. My two favorite time frames of the year are around New Year and in September. I really enjoy those two last weeks of December and those first two weeks of January. You know, in the end of December, we are thinking of the year that is past, reminiscing things, wrapping things up. In those first two weeks of January, to me, they feel like a new book, a new beginning, a chance to do something new or different, to leave the past behind and enjoy a new year. In September, I get that same feeling of new beginnings. There is a sense of renewal in nature, Trees that are bare and look dead in my yard during winter will be lush and green by the end of September. In both these time frames, I am strongly reminded of God's love and mercy as a God of new beginnings, a God of hope, a God of renewed life. Look outside right now. There are signs of new life. Everywhere. And so I am reminded of verses like 2 Corinthians 5 17, which says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And 2 Corinthians 4 16, which says, Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, Yet, the inward man is being renewed day by day. Listen, time does not forgive you. As time goes by, the outward man gets older. But he's saying, even though the outward man, the body, is getting older, the inward man is being renewed, hallelujah, day by day. I am reminded that mistakes and failures do not determine my future. If God can bring new life out of what looks dead in nature, He can bring new life out of what looks dead in our lives. If nature can be renewed and revitalized every year, then our lives can be renewed and revitalized continuously too. So, spring to me is always a season of new beginnings, of new life. And this is what I want you to remember today. You see, the very first communion service during that last supper of Jesus, well, that event took place in spring. 
Remember, they are in the northern hemisphere. For us, yeah, Easter is always around autumn. But there, it is spring. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, what we remember during communion, took place in spring. Last week, I read from Genesis chapter 1. Genesis 1 verse 14. Then God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day and the night. And let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. Signs and seasons. It is interesting that God uses a season as a sign. There is something symbolic or prophetic in the fact that the first communion, that first communion meal, and the first communion meals as the early disciples began to do that and practice that, took place in spring, in early spring. In a season where nature shows that new life can come about, that dormant things can come alive, that what was dead can come back to life, Jesus becomes the first human to come back from the dead, never to die again. God uses the season of the resurrection of nature to bring about the resurrection of his son. And in doing so, God demonstrates vividly to us that there is a resurrection and what awaits all of us at the resurrection. Listen to what the apostle Paul wrote. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and I'm reading from verse 42 to 45. So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam, referring to Jesus, became a life-giving spirit. You see, what we've just read here is the description of what happened to the body of Jesus as he was buried and then as he resurrected. It is also the description of what will happen to our bodies at our resurrection. Four aspects are mentioned here. Number one, the body is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. The body in which Jesus walked the earth was perishable, mortal. But the body he was raised in is unperishable, immortal, lives forever. Number two, it is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. You see that earthly body in which Jesus died and this body of ours when he died, uh, it is something of indignity. That is shame and pleasant. When a body dies, you want to bury it. You want to cover it. You don't want to expose it. Isaiah said of the dying Jesus, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He died in weakness, but he was raised in glory, that is, in honor, in radiance, in dignity, in beauty. Something you want to look at. Number three, it is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. 
A body is laid to rest as a helpless thing. Jesus couldn't help himself. He had to be laid to rest. Totally in the power of death. But it is raised in power. All the bodily faculties intensified. No more subject to the infirmities and weaknesses which our bodies experience over here. It shall not be subject to sickness nor overcome by fatigue. Wow, what a body, eh? And then number four. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. The word natural here means belonging to this world's physical life, which breathes and acts by the laws of the physical world. This body needs air, food, exercise, sleep, and so on to support life, to exist. The resurrected body will exist without weariness or decay, having no need for food or sleep to regain strength. Just like our natural body is linked and sustained by the natural world, our spiritual body will be linked and sustained to the spiritual world. And remember, it is the spiritual realm that created the physical world. And so spring symbolizes this kind of rebirth. It is a change of season. Out of the barrenness of winter comes new life. And God uses this natural changing season to bring about the greatest season change of all. From a season where humanity was separated from God, spiritually dead, to a season of union with God, of new life. Hallelujah. This has to be the greatest season change of all. So, in this first communion service in the spring season, let us remember that God used the season of spring to cause an event to happen that would forever change the course of humanity. Amen? Yet, as we look at what is happening in the world right now, we perceive that something is about to change again. There is another great season change about to hit the world. One that will again totally change the world. Not just affect it, but totally changed the world. And I'm talking about the return of Jesus. Remember that as Jesus initiated communion, he said that we must do this remembering him, but until he comes. Remember that the Lord's table is both a memorial and a prophetic act. Jesus will return. And the Bible gives us indications of what will happen in the world leading up to his return. Now listen, nobody can categorically say the date, the day, the hour in which Jesus will return. The Bible is very clear. No man knows when he will return. And so if any man or woman 
claims to know the date, the year, the time when he is coming back, or claims to have worked out the date of his return, don't believe him. Don't believe him. Uh uh-uh. It's a lie. Why? Because the Bible says, no man knows the day nor the hour. But listen, there's more. <laughs> okay. The Bible says that there are signs that are going to happen as we approach the day. You see, from the signs given in the Bible, we know it is soon. Although no one knows the day or the hour that Jesus will return, one can know when the time is approaching. Did you hear me? You cannot know the day or the hour, but you can know when the time is approaching. Listen to these words of Jesus. Matthew 24 Verses 32 and 33. Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the doors. You see, according to Jesus... We will know when the season is approaching. Right now, fig trees are beginning to blossom, to put forth leaves and little branches. And we know, oops, if this is happening, summer is coming. It's down the line. It's not going to be long. And so the same thing, the, the signs that the Bible speaks about, that Jesus spoke about, that the prophets spoke about, things like wars, rumors of wars, Pestilence, natural disasters, economical decline, Israel becoming a nation again, then having the world turn against it. In the church, revival and apostasy happening at the same time. People calling out for peace in the world. Listen, we're watching all these things happening right now. It could be in a few years. It could be in a few decades. But the return of Jesus will be soon. And we need to be ready. This is the hope that we have as we take communion. Especially in spring. Because we know that new life and true peace is about to come to the world at the return of Jesus. Until then, what do we do? We remain faithful. We take communion. We remember with gratitude and reverence. We expect with hope. So, as we prepare now to take communion together, take some time to examine yourself, to look at what season the various areas of your life is at the moment. Now is not a time to run away from God, but a time to run to His presence. During this lockdown, Some of you have lost loved ones, family, or friends. Let spring remind you that Jesus resurrected in spring, bringing hope to you that your loved one will also one day be resurrected to a new eternal body. Be reminded that your loved one right now is alive and well where Jesus is in heaven. As you partake of the elements, let the Holy Spirit comfort you and light the light of hope in you 
that you will see your loved ones again. Let there be no fear of death in you. Look around at nature. What was dead is coming back to life. Be reminded that in Christ, there is no death. Just a change of venue from earth to heaven. Use this time to pray for your needs right now. Be it health, job-related, relationships. How is the health of your family, of your marriage? Remember the seasons of life that we spoke about last week? Call on the Lord to bring spring and summer seasons to your marriage, over your family, over every area of your life. I can only imagine what the first Lord's table gathering was like after Jesus ascended. It was spring. The disciples were excited and overwhelmed by all that had happened. And they were full of joy and full of hope. We can partake today with even more excitement and hope because we know that the day of our redemption is near. Hallelujah. So, may you be blessed now as we partake together of the Lord's table. Get your bread and your juice ready and let us begin. And after communion, there is an announcement I want to make, so don't go away. So let's begin with our bread and let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you gave yourself for us. We thank you for your body broken for us. And so we bring to you, Father, every ailment of our body. We thank you for blessing this bread, fruit of the ground, Lord. And we remember what you did for us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. So let's take and eat now. In Jesus' name. And as we eat, we remember that his broken body resulted in us becoming one. Amen. We are in different places right now, but we are united in one spirit, in one thing, in one body, in Christ. Hallelujah. Let's take the cup. Thank you, Father, for the fruit of the vine, reminding us of the blood of Jesus poured for each one of us. Thank you that we can be connected to you. <laughs> we thank you for that great changing season, a season where man was separated from you to a season where we can be together, united, forgiven, Lord God. No more sacrifices for sins because one sacrifice paid it all. We honor you and thank you for this, Lord. Hallelujah. So let's take and drink in remembrance of him. Enjoy the cup of blessing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ah. And as I say, don't, don't just stop here. As the day continues, continue in communion with him. Remembering everything he's done. Remembering what he still wants to do in your life. In the different areas of your life. Allow him to shape and change you. Amen. We have spoken about the return of Jesus in our message. And before we close, I want to invite you to 
the return event. Let me explain. Before Jesus returns to earth, many need to return to him. Amen? That's the purpose of preaching the gospel, is get people to return to Jesus, to come to Jesus. On the 26th of September, this month, from 3 p.m. to 4.30 p.m., a national prayer meeting will take place in South Africa. It will be broadcast on Facebook and YouTube so that everyone can be part of it. It will be 90 minutes of intense prayer, a time to repent on behalf of the nation and to pray for revival. Leading up to the 26th, there will be 10 days of prayer starting this coming Friday the 18th until the 28th of September. Now listen, as you know, I don't promote every single call to prayer that comes my way. And there have been many. But this one has been orchestrated by prayer networks and church leaders from various quarters from across South Africa. We believe it is time for all the prayer groups and and churches to rally around this one event, this national day. And actually, it's also a global event because many nations will be doing similar things in their nations. So, Awaken Life Church, and everyone watching or listening today, I encourage you to be part of this event. Go to the website and register today. Put your name there, your particulars, your email, and they will send you all the information that you need about the prayer day. You can also, there, the website, download the 10-day prayer guide. Next week, I will speak more about the event on the 26th, but for now, go to the website, register, and download the prayer guide. Hey, I'm counting on you doing it, amen? And I'm counting on having you and me and thousands of other believers joining together in prayer on the 26th, amen? For those of you listening, here is the website. It is the return sa it's one word the return sa but just one word the return sa.org www.thereturnsa.org amen listen have a blessed week continuing join spring and we will see you next sunday may the peace of the lord be with you amen